welcome back. Today we're going to talk about a few things you need to know before you get on the plane to Canada. Number one thing you need to understand about Canada is under the culture of the people. You are moving into a new country, maybe you have a PR or you're a visitor or you're here to study so you're on a study permit or you have a work permit. You need to understand the culture of the people. Canadians are very independent. They plan their lives on their own. They don't they do they do not inconvenience other people. So when you are coming here you're expected to be an adult. So plan your life, plan your things, do not inconvenience other people. Why am I talking about the independency? I realized that people come from different cultures where the expectation they have like expectation of how people would help them with their baggages or luggages. So they come in here with like too much luggages, expecting when they get to the airport here, they find someone that will help them with it. And when they do not find help, they begin to talk about it because I mean, no one is helping them to um, carry their luggage. Not carry luggages you cannot deal with. They're very, very private people. So they do, they're nice. They involve in small talks. However, when, when people talk about mind your own business, Canadians take it super serious. Like they mind their own businesses. They don't, there are some people that like gossips and I mean, that's by the way, but generally people mind their own businesses. All the places I've lived in Canada, I could bet it that I don't even know my neighbors. Like right now, the people that live right beside me both ways, I don't know who they are. I can't boast of going into the mall and seeing my neighbors and I'll recognize them. That is how private people are here. don't know how to mind your own business you're gonna have a hard time um, blending into the system one of the things that are hard here is getting an accommodation getting accommodations here is actually a competition so it's not the fact that you are the one paying does not mean you're going to get a, a house especially when you live in big cities like Toronto or Vancouver where housing is so expensive what they don't tell you about it, it is also the fact that it's also very competitive. So one of the things, one of the criteria that um, like a landlord will look for is um, how is your relationship with your former landlord? Do you have a current job? So because of this, you're expected to come with like references. So reference from your former landlord, reference from your current employer, and maybe so sometimes your um, your current um, employment letter that stays how much you're earning so that will give them confidence that you're going to be able to pay or afford their rent accommodation as well usually you need to pay like a, a year lease so you sign a, like, a contract with your um, um uh, with the landlord that says in the next 12 months you cannot leave the house so if you have to leave the house for any reason you will pay in lieu you will pay a month's rent in lieu in lieu so this is not even the fact that you are giving heads up between the 12 months you're not expected to leave the house 
if the landlord decide that he's going to use his own space during the the 12 the 12 months lease contract period he has to pay you a month in lieu as well after the 12 month period of your lease the lease now goes from month to month like um, you can decide to leave at any time but you must give at least a month's notice usually people give more than that but at least that's the minimum requirement by law another thing you need to understand is for each um, rental agreement you need to pay um, security deposits that deposit is held by the landlord until you decide to leave their house so they will do like an inspection and see if there are been damages that are caused by you and the landlord can take out of the, the security deposit to fix whatever damage that you've caused from using the house. Still talking about accommodation, when you're getting um, <clears throat> when you're getting to rent an apartment or a house or a townhouse or whatever type of apartment you're getting you will get into the apartment and it has it's usually like very clean like professionally clean so when you decide to end your rental um, agreement or terminate your contract or whatever re for whatever reason you are expected to leave the house as clean as you met it so this is i know some countries when they are moving houses like they just take their stuff and just go it is not done like that here in canada you are expected to leave the house as clean as you met it a lot most of the landlords take go like extra mile to make sure the house is like super clean for you you expect to you are expected to re return the same favor some of them actually also mandate that um you do a professional cleaning if you are able to clean such that it looks professional they are okay with it but if that's not the case they would um, insist that you you pay for it. please do not forget to subscribe to you to my channel click on the subscribe button right now i'm also available on spotify and apple Podcasts. please check me out tammy omotola is the name and do not forget to subscribe and also give me five star rating thank you also one of the reasons they have the security deposit if they feel that they need to still clean it professionally when you when you're gone they'll take out of the security deposit to do so and give you the rest of once you get in here and you're trying to settle down one of the first things you need to find out is uh, an NGO or immigration agency that helps immigrants to settle down easily. Can help you in um, to get your house. I mean, the first few hours you're gonna get, they can help you with the house hunting. They can help you with the references because um, yeah, most landlords require reference, so you will need them for references. If you have friends and family on ground you have so much in luck please make use of them make use of their experience especially when they are willing to help you 
make use of your friends and family if they are not available go to the nearest um, NGO or immigration agency that can help you with settling down easily before you land in Canada I'm going to advise you plan for at least four weeks um, tell accommodation because like I said earlier it's quite hard for you to get your first accommodation that is how it is just like like it's a it's a country where a lot of people want to be in so it's very competitive and like I said depends on the, the city you find yourself it can be hard now when you want to get your hotel accommodation I'm going to advise you to do so wait months like months before you even think of getting here so um, typically six months before you get here book your hotel accommodation at least for a month especially when the city you're going to land in is like a tourist attraction you definitely want to be sure you you're able to secure a space before you get in here because um, this hotels booked up book up so quickly another thing you want to be very sure you get in place before you land is transportation at least your transportation at least for those first one week from um, the you can have like car rentals where you drive it around provided you have your international driver's license um, I think uh, most car rentals take that before or if you're scared of driving or you're not sure of the road or the signs and all that you can as well get like an uber that will take you or there are so many local services in the airport or in hotels or around the cities so you want to be sure that you have your accommodation sorted before you head down here who is going to take you from the hotel to from the airport to the hotel is going to drive you around the, to the town to find um, hotel accommodation if you're going to be used leveraging on the relationship with friends and family you need to be express you need to expressly ask them then they can actually you know make time for you because everybody has to you know go to work and you know so and some it depends on their employers and also you need to talk to them let them know how much hours you're going to need their help if they're going to do it pro bono if you need to pay that's a separate conversation you're going to have with each other but you need to be on the same page and they need to be aware of what they how they need to help extensive research on the type of job you like to do when you get into canada go online go to job sites find out the requirements of the job do not make any assumption no matter um the years of experience you've had in the past because the wordings may be different from where you're coming from i mean i met a lady that was uh, that went for a job fair and um our job description was just not available like it's called something else you know so you, you need to be flexible and actually adjust accordingly you need to adjust both your resume as well as your career accordingly so go online do a extensive extensive research so you're sure of what is called here what are the requirements for you to do the job here some jobs require for you to um, um, get relicensed some do not some jobs you probably need to volunteer to be able to get your Canadian experience so you need to do extensive research on how to proceed regarding your job 
like i said earlier do not make any assumption assumption to me is the lowest level of um, knowledge so do not make any assumption do extensive research before you get in here and even after you get in here go for jobs job fairs there are one there are lots of them that takes way city to city find out the near the next job fair attend as many as many as you can and ask as much question as you can you have the opportunity to ask questions at job fairs you have the opportunity to ask questions with your case manager you have a, you have those opportunities you are you are competing against minimum of five other people that are as qualified as you are so you want to set yourself apart and make sure that you each the job most accommodation do not include hydro and um, utilities so you need to plan separately for your hydro bill and also other utilities and usually usually hot water is included but for some places especially when you're you're buying or renting a house hot water is not included so you need to pay for that as separate expense so when you're getting a, a house or accommodation keep look out for the 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 conditions it's usually well spelled out so, and just so you know that when you get a house most of the times it will not come with hydro it will not come with utilities usually when it comes with those extras they are depends on the landlord and it's usually when you're staying in the same um, building as the landlord so you need to find out you need to play, pay close attention to the adverts so you don't make assumptions as, as, as i've always said so i know so many people in other countries you, you rent a house it probably comes with every package but here in canada for some people it does come with every other utilities and bills and for some people it does not come with it so you need to ask questions you need to be very sure and when you're signing your lease agreement check out all the other benefits that comes with your rental as i like i said do not make assumptions so that'll be it for today let me know if you have other questions let me know if you want me to talk about other things um i'll be so glad to come on here and do a part two of this i'm actually thinking of other things i can talk about that's gonna help migrants in canada or people that are thinking of coming into the country um soon you like to know let me know and i'll be so glad to do it in my next video until i see you some other time for now have a great time bye